Welcome to the Yellow Balloons podcast, a collection of teachings to help you navigate the transformational possibilities of a God-centered perspective. We pray these insights from Scripture will inspire and encourage you. So, let, so let's just talk about what that looks like circumstantially. So Jeremiah was faithful all the way through, wasn't he? Yes. And as best we can tell, so was Ezekiel and so was Daniel. And they, they were all contemporaries. Well, Daniel got deported, probably made a eunuch, uh, was, you know, had his life threatened a number of times, got thrown in a line. Den. I mean, he, he was faithful, but he went through a lot of trouble. Uh, Jeremiah, nobody would listen to him. He was asked, he and Ezekiel both asked to do all these completely unreasonable things as we went through one of our series uh, sessions. Um, he was just thrown in a well. They tried to kill him. A guy rescued him. He uh, kind of got kidnapped and taken to Egypt, as I recall. So, you know, they, it wasn't that they lived all that comfortable of life. It's not like, okay, things will be happy if you do obey. If, if you do walk in obedience, there's a lot of persecution that goes with it. And all of Jesus' disciples were martyrs. Uh, John was a martyr by exile instead of being a martyr you know, being executed, but still martyrdom. So what's the difference? You know, you're, you're going to end up, uh, you know, you're, you're going to end up suffering either way. Why not just, uh, you know, eat, drink, and be merry and uh, enjoy what you can because it's going to be tough either way? Well, what about taking that view? Well, that's certainly a perspective you can have. It's, and it makes a lot of sense if we are trusting ourselves and what we can see and what's around us. But if we trust God that his way is better and that there's a much greater reward, then we're foregoing that by choosing our what's comfortable and convenient now. We're Like it says in... A reward in, when? Now or later? Uh, there is a future reward later mm-hmm. that isn't super specific of what it is, but it all of the New Testament says that's the thing you want to go for, believer. Actually, the Old Testament does, too. And, uh, but there is a present reward now of knowing God now and in the moment, of, of walking with Jesus and encountering those trials with, with Christ together, and that, that brings a sweetness of fellowship with Him, and if there's other believers that, that we're walking through this with, that, that brings that, that fellowship as well. So there's a spiritual reward that transcends the physical circumstances. You're going you're to have difficult circumstances either way is kind of the point. You can't avoid the difficult circumstances. You, you, can, you, yeah. can ch- you might have some in- influence on which, which, kind. Wh- which kind you get. You can avoid self-inflicted uh, negative circumstances. Yes. And many of our circumstances that are bad are self-inflicted. But, yeah, you're going to have difficulty either way. The question is, are you going to have joy and... Uh, growth, and, and actually the, a spiritual reward in those difficulties? Or is it just going to be despair? That's, real, that's really your main choice, uh, which is not particularly happy uh, way of looking at life, but it's a fallen world and we're all going to die. I mean, the mortality rate's still 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, you were talking about some of the takeaways from this thing. So people got plenty of warning. Yes, they were told exactly what was going to happen, and yet they didn't believe. They they chose to listen to the false prophets instead. So what do you what do you make what do you take from that? 
that it can be difficult to trust God when everybody's telling us not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that our culture, and even our Christian culture sometimes, can say, these things are okay, or God doesn't really mean that part of the Bible. Or, and we can, we can bury our head in the sand, and, and just you have proclamations of peace, peace, when there is no peace, be said all around, or all the time, and, and we can ignore the warnings that God has because we just want to enjoy the comfort of the moment, and, and we do so at our detriment. God really means what he says, and he really will reward us greatly if we are faithful, and there will be very real and catastrophic consequences if we don't obey but losing our salvation and being sent to an eternity in hell is not among those, those consequences. And so uh, what Lamentations is, or what it looks like in a lot of ways, is it is Judah's national Bema moment that, where they, they came up wanting. And a, what, what do you mean by Bema? Bema is the Greek word for judgment seat of Christ. And, or judgment seat. Yeah, judgment seat. Which, which in the Greek culture, the judge would sit there and pronounce guilty, innocent, so yeah, forth. Yeah, the verdict. And, yeah. and so, so Paul tells us that we all will stand before the bema of Christ. We'll all stand before the judgment of Christ. And, and all of us, he's talking about believers, uh, to give an account for the deeds done in the body, whether good or bad. And if we have done well, we've lived a life of faith, that's pleasing unto God, then we receive reward and, and Christ's approval. And if we have not lived a life that pleases God, we've not lived by faith, we've just done things in our own strength, or maybe just flat out ignored what God told us to do, then that's going to get burned up and go away, and, and then we have no reward. And, and, it, and the Bible says that we'll suffer loss in that, in that circumstance, but we ourselves will still be saved so as through fire. Again, just reaffirming that the gift of salvation is, is permanent, it's irrevocable, but the, but the reward of it is, is largely dependent choice. on how we choose to live by faith now or, or not. So Israel had this national moment where they knew the right thing to do, they were told very overtly, they were told they were messing up. They were given plenty of opportunities, and they just persisted. And so they had this massive destruction come on them. So what, what, is there a parallel in the New Testament that tells us similar to— you, you pointed out that Moses told them 800 years earlier, this is what's going to happen if you disobey. So it was right there in the Bible. And then Jeremiah told them contemporaneously, here's what's about to happen, but you can relent if you'll— if you'll relent, or if you'll repent, rather, God will relent, right? And they still didn't listen. What's the, what's the New Testament parallel to that that comes to your mind? It is, well, there, I think there's lots of them. Uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, you have walk by the, enter by the narrow gate uh, versus the, the, wide, the wide gate. You have build your house upon the rock as opposed to build your house upon the sand. Um, you have uh, Peter who says that our faith is, is very precious. It's more precious than gold because this is our one moment to live by faith and please God. Uh, Paul says in Romans 8 that 
that we will be co-heirs with Christ if we suffer and endure with him, uh, like Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel did in their circumstances. And so they're... But, but- inferred is not if you don't, right? Yes, the, yeah. Yeah, the inference is if you, if you don't obey, then you, you miss out on that reward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's lots of those, those patterns in the, in, the, in the New Testament. Hebrews uh, 11 says that God, is, that God rewards those who, who live by faith, that he who believes in God... And diligently seeks him. And diligently seeks him, and then they give all sorts of Old Testament examples of, of the winners, those that chose to, to, to suffer and endure... And the interesting thing is some of those some of those characters in that Hebrews eleven were uh, would offend the moral sensibilities of modern Christians, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they they weren't perfect people. Not far from it. But they did what God asked them to do. Yes. And so that's actually incredibly encouraging because I mean, e- even in uh, Jeremiah, at some points, uh, uh, Jeremiah or God through Jeremiah just says, "If you'll just start keeping the Sabbath, how about we just start with that?" I'll, I'll relent. How about that? He just keeps like, will you do anything? And the answer is always, no, we won't do anything. You know, another one that occurs to me is the whole kind of Romans sequence where Paul is saying, look, we're gra- sin abounds, grace abounds all the more, okay? So, and that, that was the big controversy between him and these competing Jewish authorities who were saying, no, 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 you got to keep all these religious rules. And Paul's, Paul was adamant that, nope, that has nothing to do with it. It's just faith. You believe in Jesus, that does it that in terms of gift. justification, Yes, being justified in the sight of God. Uh, but, and so then their argument was, well, then, then aren't you, the, the argument against Paul was, well, then we should do good that evil, uh, do evil that good may come. We should uh, sin all the more that grace abounds all the more. So you're, if you're sinning, you, you um, do God a favor then. That's what you're arguing, Paul. And Paul's comeback was, uh, well, you, you certainly can do that. God gave you the choice to do that, uh, and you'll still go to heaven, right? But here's the problem. <laughs> You're going back into slavery from which you've been delivered, and slavery is an evil, bad thing. I mean, you're going back into death from which you were delivered. Why would you want to do that? You're going back into condemnation, the kind of negative consequences that sin brings. And he kind of summed it up right up front when he says the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness and all ungodliness of all men, including believers, right? Uh, and, and how does that wrath look? It looks like giving us what we desired, giving us what we seek, giving us what we choose. And he, the wrath is executed in three steps. He gave them over to their lusts. He gave them over to their passions. He gave them over to a debased mind. And the example that comes to my mind that, um, that kind of illustrates this is like some kind of addiction. You have a passion for something, and you say, I want more of it, I want more of it. And it could be, it could be a, a, a gaming or, or hobby or, or a, a, some kind of substance. It could be anything. And, and, you, and then pretty soon you're addicted to it. And then pretty soon, you can't even think straight. You've lost a total perspective because all you can think about is more of that thing, whatever it is. So we chill, we, he, and this is God's uh, judgment most of the time, to give you what you ask for. He describes, in a, we went through this uh, in Ezekiel 17, he des, I'm sorry, 16, he described uh, this as an unfa- uh, Judah as an unfaithful wife. 
and he described this judgment as, I'm going to give you over to your boyfriends. You can go live with them and, and watch what happens. They're going to abuse you and mistreat you. I'm going to give you what you wanted. So it's pretty, it's pretty sobering. You yes. know, if, if all sin is self-destructive, and if we want to pursue self-destruction in time, God will hold us back from it and protect us from ourselves for a while. But then eventually he'll relent and give us over. And this is a picture of what that looks like. It's, in my mind, it's the worst picture in all the Bible of, of what that looks like. Of the hell on earth. Of the hell on earth, um, because of the passages that we talked about earlier. And, but that picture is consistent throughout Scripture. And, and again, just the danger is we believe that for everybody else. <laughs> we just don't believe it for ourselves. I mean, Adam and Eve, they're like, God's not really going to let us die. We're made in his image. The children of Israel, God rescued us out of Egypt. We're not going to—he's going to give us the promised land. Let's go, after they chickened out earlier, and they wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, Adam and Eve didn't cease being made in God's image. The children of Israel didn't cease being part of God's family. The children of Israel here in Jerusalem at this siege didn't cease being part of God's, God's children just like we as believers don't cease being part of God's family because we sin or we disobey. But the consequences are, are, are real and they're very, they're high. And so it is important for us to remember to, to walk by faith and, and trust God in our daily lives because how we live really matters. Uh, we might just close thinking of this this part of it, thinking about Mark nine again, where Jesus talks about hell, but it's actually Gehenna, this valley of Hinnom or valley of slaughter from Jeremiah nineteen, and says, you know, it's better to have losing a hand than lose your whole body in in Gehenna. Um, that passage starts off with with the disciples arguing about who's the greatest. And it ends with Jesus saying, have salt in yourselves, which is a picture of every, he says, every sacrifice is seasoned with fire. So the idea is to be a pleasing sacrifice, a living sacrifice. The sacrifice was the, uh, the lamb being cooked and eaten. So it's an idea of us being pleasing to God when he eats us, so to speak, when, when we, he sees our, our lives and our as a living sacrifice, that our lives are pleasing to him. Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. So in, in many respects, this hell on earth really comes about because of selfishness. I want me over you. I want to ascend me over you. And a lot of what you see um, talked about by the various prophets in this uh, exile uh, time period is injustice against the widow, injustice against the orphan, Habakkuk complains to God and says, why are you letting injustice go unpunished? There's total injustice here. So uh, it, the, the disobedience in many respects looks like not, it looks like taking advantage of people who are innocent, taking advantage of people who are vulnerable. Uh, I think of in our, in our day and age, um, uh, abortion, human trafficking, uh, the sex trade that's going on, um, you know, those those are some examples of things where, you know, if we're not working to try to uh, 
uh, provide alternatives and and uh, and contend for those people, then we're just turning and looking the other way. And you know, there's going to be a consequence to that. So, any final word on this say, segment before we go to the next one? Trust God. <laughs> that trust and obey, and and walk in just that fear and admonition of the Lord of knowing that that these consequences are real, but God's grace still abounds. We will not lose our salvation uh, if we disobey, but everything else is is contingent upon our faithful obedience. Okay. That's great, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you for that. This teaching will continue in the following episode. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Balloons podcast. If you want more information on adopting a God-centered perspective, visit our website at yellowballoons.net. And if you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at contact at yellowballoons.net. Thanks for listening.